Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 as we get into God's Word and a message titled, Banking in the Cloud. Verse 22, it says, Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, or about your body, what you'll put on. Life is, life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. So, so don't worry about what? Your life. <laughs> Just your life. <laughs> don't worry about that. That's the one thing you don't need to worry about. Okay? And, and he, he's speaking to everyone here because he, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, you know. And who worries about what they're going to eat? Us guys, right? And we go to the fridge and we open it up, it's full of food, and we say what? There's nothing to eat. All right, so it's just silly. And, and then, and, and, but then he, he talks to the ladies too, he says, what are you going to put on? Right, because you go to the closet, it's full of clothes. And what do you say? There's nothing to wear. <laughs> I would never have new clothes if my wife didn't buy me new clothes. I would just wear the same old thing that I wore, you know, back in the, in the 90s. But, well, I probably wouldn't fit into those. But I would, you know, I'd find something at the youth ranch. But my, my wife finds me stuff. But when it comes to food, and that's why I don't fit into them, it, you know, I want to know that I have food. She wants to know that she has something to wear. So the fear is that if I don't store up money, if I don't store up, food, if I don't store, you know, clothing, then, then there's going to be a day when I'm going to be hungry and naked. I'm not going to have what I need, or I'm, I'm not going to be able to, you know, have enough to retire or whatever. I'm just not going to have enough. And this is what Jesus says. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about that stuff. What stuff? Just the necessities, life. Don't worry about clothing or food, just, just the necessities. That's what you need to worry about. If we really believe in God and believe that he has numbered every hair on our head, he's numbered every single one of them, and he absolutely loves us, then I, I just need to give control to him. He says this in verse 24, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which, ha- which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of How much more value are you than the birds? We talked about this last time when it came to the sparrows. He told us not to fear. If God watches over the sparrow and he cares over the, the sparrow and he cares over the raven, and who likes ravens, right? You know, okay, two boys. Of course they do. And then maybe they're talking about a football team. This isn't talking about football. They don't labor to earn a living. They don't have storage units or bank accounts or, you know, the garage in the back to store all their stuff. They don't have any of that stuff. And yet... He feeds them. He's going to feed you. That's what he's saying. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. 
Verse 25, and which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? You, you know, I have three teenage boys, and you know, if, if that doesn't give you cause to worry, I don't know what will, and it's not making me grow. But maybe me worrying makes them grow. Because they seem to get taller and taller and taller, and I'm not. Actually, you know, the truth is, is that worrying actually makes you smaller. Did you know that? Because when you worry, that's why you get the ulcer, because it it creates stomach acid, and it fills your body with acidity, and it actually weakens your bones, degenerates your spine, and you shrink. That's the truth. And so by worrying, you don't get taller, you get smaller. But his point is, what good is it to worry? And, and what good has it done for you? You can't worry and make yourself taller. You can't worry. What can you do? What actually happens when you worry? You make yourself sick, if that's what you're going for. You know, you give yourself ulcers. You can, you know, shrink. You can do all those things. But what good has actually worrying done for you. And that's what he's saying. If it's not going to do the least thing for you, not even help a little bit. I know one guy asked someone, he said, why do you, you, know, why do you worry about everything? He says, has anything ever happened that you worry about? And she said, well, of course not, because I worried about it. That's why it didn't happen. <laughs> that's it's ridiculous. No, no. Usually we worry about things that are never going to happen that have no basis in reality. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, and I don't know why she told me this, but she'd always tell me, Michael, it's a sin to worry. Then I would worry about sin, and then I'm worrying. It's like salt in a wound or something like that. Verse 27, he says, Consider the lilies, how they grow, neither toil nor, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? I'm always amazed at the beauty that God's put in this world. I mean, you think of like just the cloud nebulas, or a field of wildflowers, or just the amazing creatures that are under the sea, or, or landscapes and waterfalls and tropical forests. And I've seen some beautiful things in my day. And I haven't seen nearly hardly anything. You know, I was looking at a photography website. I don't know what it came up. It came up on my Facebook feed for some reason. That was this beautiful, like this crazy rock formation. It almost looked like somebody built it, but it was like kind of like a, something in Utah. But it was kind of like a grayer type of rock somewhere in, in the Middle East or something like that. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. And, and then I, I clicked on the thing, and it was a, it was a, you know, web, one of those groups, and it was like amazing photography, and it was just surreal as I was looking at picture after picture after picture of some of the most beautiful landscapes that I will never lay eyes on, sunsets and things that I will never see, and yet, there, and there are there are fields of wildflowers in remote places where nobody lives and nobody ever sees them but God, and yet God loves beauty. And so God creates beauty. And yet, what is the crowning achievement of God's creation? It's you. Because you were created in His image. Think about that for a moment. If you are a parent or a grandparent, and you have these little kids running around, and you can imagine it if you're not, but you can't really understand completely if you're not, but if, if you have a little child 
that is your child and you love them, how much more valuable are your children than all the beautiful scenery, all the wonderful places, all the things in this entire world? The things we go through for those kids because we love them and you are God's prized possession even when you're acting like a bonehead. Proverbs 8 talks about wisdom, and it's really talking about the wisdom of God, and so it's kind of an anthropomorphism of wisdom, but it, it says this in, in Proverbs 8.30, it says, Then I was beside him, God, Yahweh, as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was in the sons of men. And this is God's delight. This is God's wisdom looking at, at what he has done and delighting in you. Delighting in his inhabited world and delighting in who you are. In Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 7, we don't usually quote Zephaniah too much, but it has some beautiful passages. It says in Zephaniah three seventeen, it says, The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness, and he will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. That's what God does. He, he, he thinks about you, and he rejoices over you. He sings a song about you. I remember doing that with just about all of my kids. I, I'd sing songs over them as they went to sleep. You too. Yeah, you just don't remember it. <laughs> No, you didn't, Dad. Yeah, I did. And you want to go? All right here. <laughs> oh, kids. But, but God's desire is that you would just trust him. That you just trust him completely. That you would just melt into his arms. That you say, okay, God, I believe that you really have the best intentions for me. To live a life completely dependent upon him. And so verse, verse 29 says in... And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or have an anxious mind for all these things the nations of the world seek after. For your Father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus repeats, don't worry about your food and drink and these, the things that, these are the things that the Gentiles, that's what he's saying with the nations and what he's really talking about is non-believers. These are the things that those who don't know God worry about. That's what they live for. These are the things that they seek after, but instead, for you, what you should seek after as a child of God is seeking after the kingdom of God. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.